This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ballpark Beef's back. Another episode. We ready to go. We're going to do some team recap as always. A little immaculate grid. A little guess that player. A little bit of a parlay. And a little bit of a beef. So guess what? World of music. Guys, welcome back. Another episode of Ballpark Beef. How are we doing this week? Um, you know, we had a, another interesting week of baseball. And uh, we didn't win any money again because uh, we got some sellers in here. Maybe just one seller. And uh, it's actually two. It's two actually sellers? Two. two sellers. But who's who's the consistent seller? Uh, the past Nick. two weeks, it's not been me. Nick is the consistent seller. Nick is and, consistently uh, selling. I'm always buying, and, and you're in the middle. Like I've been telling you guys, if you want to win one bet for the week, just take Jimmy's bet every time. Just take his bet. Trust me. He hasn't lost yet, I don't think. Crazy. He has, he has one lost. loss on the year. One I'm loss. Just, one loss. I'm goaded for that. I'm up like a couple beans right now. Um, but, you know, that's for later in the episode. We got we yeah. got some teams to talk about. We got, some we got teams. We got the Cardinals. We got the Yankees. We got the Mets on deck. So, Nick, Nick why don't you give us a little star here? Give us about 30 seconds. Let's go, Nick. Uh, I think I'll make it 45. Um, <laughs> One, increase. Two, three, <laughs> four. Uh, so the Cardinals were 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Um, we just came back from playing uh, in London against the Cubs. Split that series 1-1. Um, took two out of three from Washington, which, I mean, it's always good to beat the teams that suck. Um, the one thing that I noticed this week is our starting pitching, besides Wainwright's awful performance, has been really good. Michaelis went uh, seven innings, 2.57 ERA. Montgomery, seven innings, 1.29. Jake Woodford, five innings, 1.80. Steven Matz, 3.1 innings with zero ERA. I mean, this was a good week because our starters, you know, it gave our bullpen a rest because our bullpen has been very overused. Um, but even when the bullpen pitched this week, you know, we got three, four guys with a zero ERA with two innings. Um, so, you know, within the past week, the Cardinals have been playing, uh, some pretty solid baseball, which is good to see. And hopefully it carries away for the next two, three weeks until the all-star break. It's 47 seconds. <laughs> was it actually? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> no, but yeah, the Cardinals suck. They suck. It's really all you chalk it up to. Listen, to honest, the Cardinals can win a world series and you'd still say they suck. That's false. They suck. They suck this year. They're not going to do it. I wasn't anything. listening. I wasn't listening at all. What happened with the Cardinals this week? He said the pitching was good. The hitting hitting kind of sucks. Oh, that's um, they a played, change. They played mediocre baseball. Me, I, didn't, I actually didn't see anything and, about uh, yeah. hitting. So, see, he always, he's always trying to like just talk down on the Cardinals, man. This dude is just man, a hater. You got 40 wins yet? <laughs> oh, I can't wait uh, to hear shit. about your... I can't wait to hear about your wonderful team. Within one one week, your team is going to have less wins than ours. 
Damn. Probably not Cap. Or before that? No. No? Nope. Oh, shit. You have no faith, (laughs) huh? Nah, he just knows reality. Jesus, no faith. There always comes a point in time for Mets fans where they have to face reality. God faced it. Nick, when's that? After uh, April? Or, uh, yeah, or I mean, if you look March. at this year, it kind of was after April. Maybe a little bit <laughs> after April. What do we say? Wanna... They're the best. They're always the best spring training team. <laughs> no, we suck in the spring training. We're the best <laughs> opening day team of all time. And then April comes, and it's just kind of all downhill. It gets it's either ugly. April or September, where they either have a really good month or a really shit month. Yeah, that's true. So why don't you tell uh, us about the Mets? The shit I Mets. I have to? Like, really? I mean, yeah, you're a part of this podcast for a reason. Yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it a little bit. So, right, you ahead. know, Monday night, last Monday, we had a, a nice 11-1 to win against the Houston Astros. Beautiful win, lots of offense, good pitching performance. And then uh, the shitstorm started. So we lost that series to Houston after an opening game win. Lost a series to Philadelphia with some questionable uh, bullpen usage, to say the least, on the Sunday game. And we opened up the series against Milwaukee, losing 1-2. to So... The Mets have been pretty bad last week. Pretty bad the last you know, month and a half. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> yeah, they're they're just struggling. And you know, I want to get into a couple things here, and we're gonna get there eventually. But I want to talk about the Sunday issue with the bullpen. So in that game, it was we had a four, we had a th- uh, two run lead. Sorry, three run lead going into the eighth, and uh, Buck Showalter decides to put in Brigham. Walker and Natoli for the last three pitchers. I don't even know any of those guys, to be honest with you. If you can name like which team they've ever been on other than the Mets, I'd give you five bucks because I don't know. Uh, Brigham was on the Marlins. All right, great. So you get five bucks. But anyway, <laughs> three people in the back half of that game just absolutely are, let's be honest, like nobody's in the bullpen. They're just there to take up a roster space, eat up innings. Like We have a David Robertson who's absolutely having an out-of-his-mind season with like insane 500,000 ERA plus and Adam Adovino who apparently is made of glass now and can't pitch twice in a week so that game was winnable through the back three in the through the bottom three in the bullpen rotate like totem pole out there and we lost that game oh and, and then the cycle never ends like we're just getting stifled by a shitty Milwaukee Brewers uh starting pitcher yesterday just like I think his name's Ray Colin Ray whatever his first name is he just absolutely like shut down the Mets, just a mid-starter completely, and we, we couldn't score against him, and we gave up two runs uh, on a bomb from Drew Smith after he came back from his suspension. So Mets season is absolutely littered with just unfortunate luck, terrible play, and thing I wanted to get into, like the topic here, I want to talk about whose fault is it? Let's see, like, let's see whose fault it is, all right? So this is my opinion, but we're going to start from the top. Steve Cohen, 0%, not his fault at all. The man has flushed the system with money, given, you know, tons of money to the GM to be able to do whatever he wants with, to sign whatever ace in their twilight of their career, you know, 40-year-old aces, and to, to lead the rotation. And it's not Steve Cohen's fault. And he'll talk tomorrow to the media. So I'm excited for that press conference. We got Billy Epler. Again, GM, I don't think it's his fault either. He... Did everything he could to sign decent backup players because that's all you need coming off of a 101-win season. He didn't address the bullpen to its fullest. The Edwin Diaz situation was, you know, unfortunate. That definitely took a hit in the bullpen, but 
Is it Billy Epler's fault? No, I don't think it's 100% his fault. I'm going to give him 20% of the blame at max. Next on the totem pole, Buck Showalter. I can't blame him 100% of the way either because no. he, no, he, he like, he's a, he's a good manager. He, the guys want to play for him. He just like has a little bit of weird tendencies with the bullpen. So I can knock him for that. So this is why I'm going to give him about 30% of the blame. The other 50% of the blame is 100% on the pitching. The pitching has been absolute dog shit. Defense has still been bad. Offense has been mid in the league, but the pitching has been at the bottom half of the league. And when you're committing that much money to the pitching and you have a shit show on the field and you have like a five ERA for the, the starting pitching and the relief pitching, that's what loses you games. That's why you're seven games under 500, eight games under 500. And you're not making the playoffs that way. I'm sorry. You're just not. I'm hopeful. But realistically, at this point, it's just not happening for the Mets. So you're mainly just blaming the pitching and putting 0% on the hitting? Yes. See, uh, for me, for the Mets, right, I, if I was to break it down percentage-wise, right, it's not Cohen's fault at all. Because he's, you know, he's giving them boatloads of money to Epler, and he's like, go get me a championship team, right? I'm going to put, I'm going to give... 40% to Epler, because Epler constructed this roster. Um, he was the GM last year, right? Yes, but let me yeah. let me just backtrack you before you start into that. Like Epler okay. has Epler hasn't made bad moves. Epler has had every resource available to him. Uh, the analytics department, the money, everything you need to be able to sign good players. He made a good signing in Tommy Pham, in my opinion. Good backup player, good fourth outfielder to pl- to to play the outfield. The uh, trade for Vogelback made sense at the time. He just has sucked. I, I'm sorry. I think I think that trade was a good one at the time. It wasn't an expensive bat. Um, you know, it, his main flaw was not addressing the bullpen entirely. And yeah. you know, maybe maybe there's money issues. Like once you get towards the top of those thresholds, maybe there was like a stop. Like hey, like slow it down with the bullpen. Um, you know, it's not a big fish. It's not a, a sexy headliner signing, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the bullpen definitely could have used some work, but all right, tell me what your percentage is on Epler. So, yeah, Epler's 40, and the reason I'm giving him 40 is because he's the one who constructs the team. He's the one who signs players. He's the one who trades players. He is the overseer, per se. Um, I think my opinion, and I've, you know, me and Nick beat this drum every week, I Signing two 40-year-olds for $40 million at the top of your rotation when that money could have been allocated somewhere more important, like maybe another outfielder, I mean, another infielder, a good backup infielder. I mean, Luis Guillemary is, I I probably fucked his name, whatever, but he's, he's (laughs) he's not bad, but like, you had, think about this, think about this, right? You have $80 million, right? $80 million. Um, you sign Verlander and Scherzer. That's $40 million, $80 million allocated to two starting pitchers. Those two starting pitchers, that is what? Is that a... It's like a fourth of your cap, kind of, right? Like a fourth? A fourth. In two pitchers. A fourth of your cap. Two 40-year-olds. Two four, that, that's my thing. Yeah, like, so you're missing the point, though. What takes you over the edge when you have a core like the Mets do? What takes you over the edge? Top of the line starting pitching, and you pay for it when you don't have anything homegrown. 
when your farm system isn't deep, when you can't develop players, when you lose on a Jacob deGrom in in the sweepstakes. You need to make a top-of-the-line investment on your starting rotation. And if you look at last year's numbers, if you combine Verlander and Scherzer, that's under a 2 ERA. That's over like a 140 ERA+. plus. That's like... It's like, I think they're like 29 and 9 last year. Granted, you only got 170 innings from Verlander. You know, whatever you got from Scherzer, I think it was still under 200. But if you take that, those numbers, and you think about it, like, that investment makes sense preseason. They're just not performing. They're hurt. Yeah, because they're old. Yeah, I also think the pitch clock has a big factor with old players for pitching-wise. I mean, they don't have enough time to, like, rest their body compared to uh. younger players. That's uh, my opinion. I, I mean, don't know about that. I don't know. I, I, that's just my opinion. I mean. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Like, they're getting tired or whatever. But they're just get, they might just be getting tired too quick. I mean, like, they, they have to for, throw pitches so fast. Well, for so me, quickly, I guess you want to say. For me, man, like, you guys could have went out and got a better DH. Vogelbach is, is shit. Let's be honest. You could have went after, I mean, who was a notable DH at the free agency? You could have done a JD Martinez. You could have done anything. Exactly. That's why. That's what I'm saying. But like money, to me, the money was just allocated in areas where you could have gotten someone maybe not as good, but more durable and give you those innings and pitch to a three seven ERA, which isn't bad. That's probably around MLB average. Like I'd rather that. My opinion. I know Verlander. You look at Verlander Scherzer spring training. You're like, all right, these fucking guys are studs. They pitched to, you know, the stats you mentioned earlier. And they're going to shove this year. But 40 years old. I mean, the the only person who was doing that thing at 40 was freaking Nolan Ryan. I think he pitched till he was, what, like 40, mid-40s maybe? And he was still throwing gas. But that was a different time. It was a way different time. I don't know. That's just me. Money was out. Epler's 40%. Buck Schulter, I'm going to give him... I'll give him 30%. Because his bullpen um, management has been a little weird. I, I don't know why Robertson doesn't come on in that that uh, that game. That was the 8th or the 7th? Sunday, the Sunday game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was terrible. Brick, like, who the fuck's Jeff Brigham? <laughs> Who's Dude, Vinny like, Natoli? All right, so we're just going to cut to the chase. You gave 30% to Buck Showalter, and I'm guessing 30% to the starting pitching? No, I'm giving 30% to the whole team because they're not yeah, performing. Yeah, I, I like the whole team stat better the whole than team. The pitching. But you guys are hitting 230 as a team. The whole team is not performing, we're, Jimmy. We're center. Uh, yes, right. Jeff McNeil, um, Starling Marte, both underperforming severely from their career averages. Lindor. Um, Lindor. Lindor has a positive OPS, but he is below you know yes he is below his his career averages he's he's ops he's opsing 750 i think or close to it and and he's on the verge of making the all-star game to start so i don't like it's, it, 220 isn't pretty on, on a batting average but it, it is what it is he's getting the extra base hits but um it's the pitching and i i don't like we're league average in hitting we are, which should get the job done if you have decent pitching. We should at least be a 500 club if we're league average and everything, no? Wait, the league average for hitting is 230? No, I'm saying like like middle of the pack as ter- in terms of whatever team batting stat you want to look at. OPS plus, like WRC plus, we're, we're basically middle of the pack. 
If you're looking at pitching, though, we're like 27th or 28th in ERA plus. Yeah, give up too I many guess, homers. Bro. It's it's pitching, but bro. To me, man, it's a whole team thing. Pitching does good, and then hitting can't hold up their end. It, to me, it's a whole team. You can't just blame one. I mean, yeah, the bullpen is weak right now. The bullpen's your bullpen's weak. Let's be honest. David Robertson, he's your only guy you can you can go into a game and be like, all right, he's gonna shut this down, right? Am I wrong? You're right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the pitching is probably worse than the hitting right now. But to me, a team is a team, and I think your team is not playing to what they should be. This team was constructed to win a World Series. They, You have the pieces. It's not like you don't have the pieces. It's just the bullpen's not holding its own. The starting pitching's not holding its own. And to me, the hitting isn't as good as it should be. Because if that all comes together, you have a very good team. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you right now that I agree with the hitting part. Like, of course, it's not as good as it should be, but it's enough to get the job done if you have decent pitching. If you have decent pitching, we're probably a couple games over 500, and you go on a little run, and then you got a shot at the wild card. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the yeah. difference. And as Brian that, Cashman says, the playoffs is a crapshoot. Yeah, once you get there, you're good. <laughs> anyway, I'm done talking about this dumpster fire of a team. Um, oh, and for the folks that are saying like Billy Epler, Buck Showalter should get fired, no, that's not the answer. Again, it's the players. The majority of the fault belongs with the players. I don't agree with Jonathan's description of forty percent going to Epler, but it's just his opinion. But I don't think either of them should be fired. I I, I don't like the whole narrative that people are saying Buck's on the hot seat. Like, what? Stop it. That's 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 that's. I'm gonna end it there. I'm going to talk about my Yankees. I'm not going to complain this much about the Yankees because I know you guys are all tired of me complaining about the Yankees. It's the same broken record every single week. And I understand it's probably annoying, but as a Yankee fan, you expect certain things. And after a, almost nearly a decade and a half of not winning world series, it's frustrating. You know, you run out of patience because it's the same thing every year. Oh, we built a good team. Shut, bro, stop. Shut up right now. Yeah. I gotta call you out for being a little crybaby. He said, I'm not gonna be a crybaby, and then he, be, he proceeds to be a crybaby. Can I just talk first? Yeah, bro, you're just saying some bullshit. And, you know, it's the same thing every year. We build, They say they build a, a World Series winning team, and it's just not. When you have Josh Don, like, I'm gonna keep saying Josh Donaldson every week until he's fucking DFA'd. It worked with Aaron Hicks, so maybe it'll work with Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson needs to go somewhere. He needs to retire on his own, just be like, guys, I can't do it. He's batting right now. Uh, where is this guy? Yeah, he, he's he's Jesus. batting a solid one twenty five. He's at one twenty five abs. He has a six oh three ops. Okay, and a one ninety seven on base percentage. He's terrible. He is absolutely dog shit terrible. And they keep saying, "Oh, his hard hit rate is good. His hard hit rate hit. He's gonna get it together eventually." No, he's not. He's not. He's it's it's not happening. Um, who else? Who else can we talk about? John Carlos Stanton. Another shit move by Cashman. Fucking Stanton's bat 191 with a 250 OBP and a 643 OPS. I mean <laughs> these is just it's a waste. That's that's forty-five million dollars right there in contracts. Um, I mean, besides that, I mean, the Yankees are playing decent. I mean, we're almost 10 games over 500. We just won a series against the Rangers, which is an AL juggernaut right now. Um, 
I mean, Lemayhu's still kind of slumping. Rizzo's still he's doing decent. Glaber doesn't know how to run the bases. Pretty terrible. Um, Volpe is. I I don't even know. The Yankees' averages are just kind of miserable looking. Like if you go go on uh, any stats for the Yankees and just look at everyone's batting average, they have two people over two fifty. Three people: Billy McKinney, who's the next coming of Jesus Christ. Clearly, um, Judge has been hurt, and I'm gonna be honest with you: I don't know when he's coming back or if he even does. Because he tore a ligament in his toe. We should sue the Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Anthony Rizzo, who's just a, you know, he's a grinder. He's a grinder. Can't forget about Harrison Bader, 255. I mean, yeah, he's coming back. He can't stay healthy, though. He's not coming back to the team next year. I'll tell you that. If they sign him back, it's, I love him, but he's hurt all the time, man. It's his biggest issue. If he could stay on the field, God, what a player. Maybe that's just a Yankee thing. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> but be- besides hitting, pitching is pretty bad. I mean, I think we got four guys over a five ERA or close to it. Cole's still shoving, but that's Garrett Cole. He's going to do his thing. And like we talked about last week, our bullpen keeps us in games. We have a very good bullpen. That is our uh, saving grace right now. But yeah, I mean, same thing every year, Hal. Figure it, it out. Um... Isn't Rodon supposed to make his start next week? Yes, Rodon is coming back finally. We are finally getting our $130 million pitcher. Um, <laughs> finally. Finally. Halfway uh, through the season. Damn. <laughs> Your ERA, dude, the freaking bullpen for the Yankees, the lowest ERA plus is 128. The lowest. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah, I told, that's our saving grace, bro. It's and uh, yeah. We're talking about talking about rotation help. You, uh, who else were we supposed to sign last offseason? Rodon and have him sit the bench. Like, what were we supposed to do last offseason? What no, was that I, for? I, in I your know. GM opinion, what were what was he supposed to do? So I, I mean, the two I best would, guys. I would have signed Rodon over Verlander. Because all right, injuries aside, injuries aside, you go into the season, forty-year-old Verlander for forty-three million dollars. Or Rodon for what do we pay him? 30, 31? I don't know. I don't and know. you've lost half the season, so I'll take Verlander. <laughs> well, you know, I said injuries aside. But yeah, Yankees are playing all right. Um, but Steinbrenner, you're a shitter. Cashman, you're a shitter. Boone, I I don't even know what you do sometimes, but yeah, that's all I gotta say. I'm not gonna complain anymore. You wanna know what's crazy, Jimmy? So out of our three teams, the Yankees have the least runs scored, yet they still are eight games over you and 11 over us. Because of the bullpen. That is crazy. Nice. It's the bullpen. Must be nice. And you win every start Cole makes. Well, yeah, that's that's automatic. (laughs) So 20% of your games are won (laughs) right there. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, the... uh, the Mets could use a, a little bit of a kick in the ass, a little spark. Oh, yeah, I mean, same with the Yankees. The Yankees can use like maybe a Peraza call up, give them a little spark, a little, maybe a little uh, Estevan Florial, a guy who actually plays the outfield and not guys they picked up to just throw out in the outfield. But IKF can play center field, I guess. <laughs> who would have thought a $300 million team, the New York Yankees, are playing IKF in center field to start? Do better, Cashman. Do better. 
There you have it. Do better, my Cashman. Key, my key, keynote's over. Do better, Cashman. <laughs> All right, what are we getting into next? Uh, let's do a little guess that player. Yeah, let's let's do a little guess that player. I want to go first because uh, I think my guy's going to be a little difficult. I like it. Though. I hope you don't. I hope you don't pick mine. But uh, all right, here we go. Either. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So he is Puerto Rican born. Makes it a little easier. Um, he has a career war twenty six. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, he is an NLCS MVP. He um, is a two-time All-Star. He has won a gold glove, and he has won a silver slugger. Any guesses? Yet? Or should I keep going? Yes. Who? Javier Baez. Yeah. I knew it right when you said Puerto Rican-born, bro. Really? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> it's an easy um, it Could have been Lindor. Well, he was never an NLCS MVP. He's oh, actually true. Oh, NLC MV- NLCS MVP. Javier Baez. There so much go. for that one being hard. Yeah, yep, well, I didn't know Jimmy was going to... Jimmy's good now. See that? Jimmy's doing lift. his homework. That's fast. Nick you up? I will go. Okay, my player is a 12-time All-Star. God damn. <laughs> one World Series champ. I got it. If I Let get this, if I get this, I'm him. All right, go. Salvador Perez. No. Damn. Oh, stupid. You're I know, so but that'd be, Im- that'd be impressive. <laughs> that'd be impressive off two ca- two guess or two things, whatever. Okay, he has Both a time. career war of 67.3. God damn. He is a two-time Major League Player of the Year. What does that even mean? Just reading the stats. He has won one triple crown. Miguel Cabrera. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the triple crown. Just, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. He just shattered that one out and handed it to him. Yeah, for real. Hey, bro, I had to get it going, you know? The triple. I mean, the, he's the only one who's won the triple crown in the past, what? A couple years. <laughs> a couple years. <laughs> it's been a couple years. All right, mine is going to be infinitely harder compared to those. Okay, let's go. I'm going to try not to make it more difficult, though. My dude is Dominican born from Azua in the Dominican Republic. He currently has an 89 OPS plus, my favorite stat. He's worth minus 0.1 war this year and minus 0.7 war over his career. Jesus. He's hitting 259, the 315 OBP, 334 slug, 650 OPS, uh, and has never been awarded anything. <laughs> Yo, if you're going to give us all these stats, you want to give us at least a league? Yeah, what league? American, <laughs> American League. Uh-huh. I'll, even, I'll even give you the uh, division, the American League West. American, how many years has he been in the league? He's been in the league since 2022. He's played for the Padres, the Brewers, and his current team. Padres, Brewers, current team. Yeah, this is a youngin. 
He plays for the uh, Moneyball team, if you watch that movie. movie. Oh, Estuary Ruiz. He leads the league in stolen bases, Estuary, Estuary Ruiz. Estuary Ruiz. There you go. There it is. Yeah, he was, he was moved around a bit. Yeah, dude, he, dude. Uh, he's quick. He is. 39 he's steals. Just... You think he's going to set the... Uh, what's the record for steals in a season? Um, probably Ricky Henderson 39 has steals it. already? Right, Ricky Henderson has it. Yeah, I just don't know how many. Uh, let's see. It's actually not Ricky Henderson. Are you yeah, serious? Whoever, whoever that guy is. Q Nickel. What is it? What's <laughs> 138 stolen bases? Uh, the Cincinnati Red Stockings. <laughs> 1880s. Fuck that stat. Ricky Henderson. <laughs> Ricky Henderson's at one. Then you got Ricky next. Henderson. Well, if you want to go from the 1900s, it's Ricky Henderson and Lou Brock. One, yeah, one thirty right, so and one eighteen. He's not breaking the record, but he's going to have quite a few steals at the end of the year. Bro, one hundred and thirty steals. That's like it's almost one a game. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> that is pretty gross. He definitely had multiple games where he just stole two bases or more. Crazy. Oh yeah, have to. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Crazy. Uh, Godspeed to Estuary Ruiz, man. And uh, yeah, let's jump into the next topic. What do we got? Immaculate Grid. Ooh. So guys, we, we've been doing this like every morning. We'll just, we'll be like Grid in the group chat and we'll kind of just go through it. Um, we've had some good success as a whole, I would say. As oh, yeah. an indiv- individual, it's been hit or miss. I think, I think as we- a whole, we had nine for nine once. I think as an individual... Individual, I'd say we average about like six per person, maybe six is a good average, right? Five or six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. six is good. All right. Um, I'm ready to start. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready. So take us away. All right. 200 K's for the Seattle Mariners is Felix Hernandez. Come on. The king. I'm going to I'm going to say that that's correct without even putting it in. Oh, that is correct. Yeah, that is fully correct. All right. Um, I I can keep going. You want me to go, Jim? No, we're supposed to go in order. Why are you doing? Go ahead. Go ahead. Whoever's next. I I will go. I will take uh, Texas and Boston, uh, Nathan Evaldi. Mm, Light cheddar. Nasty, nasty neat. Light cheddar, light cheddar. By the way, guys, this is uh, grid number, what is this, 80... This which which grid number is this, Jimmy? Eighty five. Eighty five. If you guys want to follow along, ochenta y cinco for the Spanish listeners. This would be June twenty seventh. Script. All right, well, Hi, Jim. Keep the, the perfect score going. I'm going with the goat. One Nolan Ryan with Texas and two hundred plus Ks. Mm. Pretty obvious one. I clicked Nolan Arenado by accident. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to be immaculate tonight. Uh, all right. I am. I guess I'll keep us going here. Um, I'm going to do 200Ks Royals uh, Grinky. Yeah, that's right. 97% said that. Yeah. <laughs> All okay. right. We got I'm the hard part going now. To go with Kansas City 
and Boston with Benintendi. Mm. Obvious, but yeah, it's fine. All right, who should I do here? Hmm. Uh, yeah, good luck for the rest of you guys. I'm going uh, the Guardians, then Indians, and the Royals. Yeah, Carlos Santana. Dun dun dun. All right, it gets a little, little, little toasty now. Ah, <laughs> mm. uh, huh. Boston and Seattle. It's tough now. Fuck. <laughs> let me think. Let me think. Um, when in doubt, go Edwin Jackson. No, I'm kidding. Um. Guardians and Rangers. Guardians. This is a hard one. Mariners, Red Sox, and Mariners. Red Sox. Oh, Red Sox, Mariners, James Paxson. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Are we allowed to use the same player twice? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Damn, I was gonna say Carlos Santana for Seattle and Cleveland. <laughs> Do we try it? Let's test the rules. No, already used. Damn. I'm not gonna lie to you. I literally have no clue what either of these two are. Yeah, me either. I think we. Uh, I think we nailed seven right there. Um. Yeah. Anybody? I, I phone a friend. I can help you with the. The Guardians and the Rangers. Let's throw it out there then. Mike Napoli. Napoli. Seven percent. All right, we are left with Seattle and Cleveland. I have no clue. Jimmy. Seattle and Cleveland. Well, I know who I put in the practice round. Who? <laughs> No, nah, we can't. We can't take the win there, man. Yeah, I had played earlier, so I, I can't. I can't do this one. Ah, uh, I honestly <laughs> forgot who was. There. I don't even think I got this one right earlier today. <laughs> um, let's go. Give us a hint, Jim. The nobody, bro. All right, well then, just just spoil it so we can get nine for nine. Yeah, come so, on. So, uh, so it was it was on the two thousand one Seattle Mariners team. Very interesting team. Person who played for them, but also for the Guardians. David Bell. Who? Exactly. David Bell. Bell. Late 90s, early 2000s guy. It's 0.5% for the dead center. There's your immaculate grid, folks. Nine for nine. nine. You heard it. Six of the top nine answers seven of the top nine answers you heard it here folks nine for nine we're immaculate today bloody immaculate bloody immaculate let's jump to the parlays let's jump to the bloody parlays uh for for friday that we'll probably lose because nick's gonna sell us i'm sorry you're 0 for 2 in the last two weeks so i don't think you could just single me out anymore shut up loser I don't miss, so let me just uh, let me just <laughs> guide you guys to the promised land. 
Oh, man, listen to this, Fooker. Damn, the Cardinals are playing the Yankees this weekend. Hmm. See, remember, spicy, you remember spicy. what happened last year, right, Jonathan? Oh, yeah, you guys beat us. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't beat you. We took the brooms out. Means nothing. Anywho. Mm-mm-mm. All right, Jim. You're making me go first? I mean, you're the one that's on the hot streak. Might as well. Yeah, come I on, stay. I haven't looked at all the games yet. I got All right, I got mine then. Oh, damn. I am taking the Minnesota Twins and Pablo Lopez against the hot Baltimore Orioles and Dean Kramer. Bam. There you go. Bam. All right, I think I got my team. Go ahead, playboy. I like, uh, do I go with this? Uh, I got a lot riding on this pick, to be honest with you. And you're talking a lot of hot shit. I know. Well, I'm backing it up, too. That's the thing. Hmm. It's all undecided. When they're undecided. I know. Would you like me to go? Yeah, no, I'm go. ready. Um, no, no, I'm ready. No, no, Just I'm check ready. one more game. All right, yeah, no, we're ready. We're going to go with the... Cleveland Guardians and Tanner Bibby over mm-hmm. Steele, Justin Steele and the Cubs. Damn. Justin Steele? Who even is that guy? He's having a good season, though. He's having a great season. I like Bibby. Great. Nice, nice. So far, we got Guardians and Twins. Nick will round us out here. I am going to pick the Nationals over the Phillies. Pitching for the Nationals. Josiah? Josiah Gray versus Christopher Sanchez. Woo! All right. You heard it here, folks. Like we always say, we're not professionals unless you're Jimmy. (laughs) I'm not a professional. Don't uh, take my advice as factual. Um, I just just make you guap. That's all all I do. So uh, (laughs) edit your own risk, but tell me if you'd like. It's It's all in good fun. Yeah. Well, guys... Just want to say, you know, another another week in baseball in the books coming up on July 4th. So I want to wish you all a uh, happy Independence Day. Hope you all celebrate. Have a good time. Make sure to drive sober. Don't get pulled over. Be smart. You know, if you need a ride share, hit us up. We got you. Um, seriously, if if you if you don't have money for an Uber and you're trash, DM us. We'll get you an Uber. I, I don't want any issues on July 4th, all right? Jimmy's making faces over here, but listen to me. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if that's coming out of the Ballpark Beef bank account or not. It is, it is. Okay. <laughs> it okay. is. Um, but anyways, guys, have a great July 4th. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Uh, we'll do this all again next week. So make sure to check us out. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram. And we do have t-shirts for sale. I mean, if you want a damn t-shirt, set us up. They're pretty fire. Um, Anyways, Ballpark Beef, signing out. Deuces. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.